Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And I'm Howie Silbiger. Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. It has been a quite eventful week, a crazily eventful week. I want to talk to you about what happened this week. So I started off the week, I got a warning from YouTube saying that my show had violated their medical misinformation um, criteria, their, their, their rule on medical misinformation. So YouTube sent me this, uh, this, this form and it said, Hi Howie. Our team has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our medical misinformation policy. We've removed the following content from YouTube. And the video was the Howie Silberger Show, dated August 1st, 2021. We know that this might be disappointing, but it's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all. If content breaks our rules, we remove it. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal, and we'll take another look. How the, how, the content violated, how the content violated the policy. YouTube does not allow content that spreads medical misinformation that contradicts local health authorities or the World Health Organization. Medical information about COVID-19 is available at the following link. So what did I do in the last show that got YouTube so angry at me that they removed my episode, that they removed the episode of the Howie Silberger Show? Let me tell you. Last show... I questioned why masks are still mandatory. Knowing that Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, had said that masks uh, in general are not are not um, appropriate. It's not the appropriate device to use to stop this virus. That the uh, that the the holes in the masks, the uh, the venting holes in the masks, are too big in order to stop COVID. COVID is too small for these paper masks that we wear to work. So knowing that, and knowing that um, that just uh, just this week, just right before the show last week, the White House special person in charge of COVID response said that he doesn't think masks are effective. I asked the question, why are we still wearing masks? This was the question I asked, and uh, I, I cited I cited Fauci and I cited uh, I cited this guy. I don't remember his name, but whatever his name is, I cited him. And I made it clear during the show that I am not a medical authority, nor do I pretend to be one, that the idea of, uh, of questioning it is freedom of speech, that we have a right to question things, we have the right to discuss things, and people have to take everything said on the show with a grain of salt. We're, we're an opinion show. We are not a news show. I've never claimed to be a news show. I've never pretended to be a news show. This is all opinion. And so when I, when I express an opinion, I have open lines. You can feel free to call in. The lines are open at one 669 1292 You can feel free to call in at any point during the show and express your opinion. This is how open line shows work. This is how opinion shows work. But in order for me to encourage you to call in and to join the show, then you have to be able to, um, to, to have something to talk about. So if I don't start a topic, if I don't question uh, something... Then, then you can't call and express your opinion. So we, we have the right to, uh, for an exchange of opinions, we have the right to talk about it and discuss it 
well, while not claiming to be disseminating medical information or fact. And this is what we do, and it's what I've been doing on this show for almost 30 years. We've been discussing issues. I've been expressing my opinion on issues. I've been inviting people to call in with their opinion on issues. And, 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 and we discussed them and see if we could come to some kind of an agreement. This is what we've been doing for 30 years. And I've only been censored a couple of times in the 30 years. Uh, when we were on Radio Shalom in 1650 AM, they suspended me over a show because I, I, questioned, I questioned something that was contrary to what the management of Radio Shalom wanted. They didn't want me questioning this, but I questioned it anyway. And so they, um, they suspended me. But other than that, uh, pretty much we've, we've, we've been able to enjoy freedom of speech. We've been able to enjoy the idea that we could talk and we could have a discussion and we could express opinions in a fair and accurate way. And that people will, you know, people understand that when they listen to the Howie Silberger show, they are listening to an opinion show. They're not listening to a, a, a fact-based show. They're not listening to a news show. So some of the stuff that we express on the show are, is opinion. Some of the stuff is, uh, is not opinion. But in reality, we, we, we all under the same, we're all in the same agreement that any show I host is an opinion show. And I'm not, I'm not disseminating medical information or giving medical advice to anybody. So to say that I violated a medical misinformation uh, policy, it, to me, is ludicrous. And so this is what really pissed me off. So what I did was I appealed the decision. I went to YouTube. I wrote back to YouTube. I said, hey, listen, here is my appeal. My appeal is that this is a this is a opinion show that we uh, that we express our opinions and that we do not uh, pretend to be doctors. We do not claim to be doctors. We do not claim to have any expertise in the subjects that we talk about. We're opinion hosts and we talk about our opinions. And I explained this to YouTube and I said, even during the show, the lines are open. People call in because, uh, you know, that's what we do. We, we express opinions. YouTube responded. They said, hi, Howie Silberger. We reviewed your appeal for the following request to Howie Silberger Show, August 1st, 2021. We reviewed your content carefully and have confirmed that it violates our medical misinformation policy. We know this is probably disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. How this affects your channel, you won't be putting uh, the content back up on YouTube. If your appeal was for a warning, you will be given another warning. You will not be given another warning in the future. If your appeal was for a strike, a strike remains on your channel. Thank you, YouTube. So, we thought long and hard. How do we respond to this? So, there were a couple of options. What we could have done is we could have um, we could have hired a lawyer and gone to court and challenged YouTube on the freedom of speech and freedom of expression uh, uh, statute. We could have we could have gone to court and asked the court for an injunction to force YouTube to put that episode of the show back on the air. We could have uh, we could have started a massive campaign, massive media campaign, and fought with YouTube and, and an argument, and forced YouTube through public pressure to put the show back on the air and back on YouTube. But what we decided to do was was totally different than that. We decided that it's not worth our time to fight the big tech companies. They control everything. Google controls YouTube, and Google controls everything. By putting us in, 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 uh, in isolation and by, by starting up with the big tech companies, uh, it would basically destroy our business model. Not that we make money with this, but we still want people to be able to watch us. We still want people to be able to listen to us. And, and by fighting with big tech, 
uh, we we would we we were already not monetized, but we would be eliminated. We'd be erased. And, and we really didn't want to take the chance of getting erased. So what we decided to do was we stopped airing the show on YouTube. So right now the show does not air on YouTube. It will not appear on YouTube. We're looking at alternatives. We're looking at Rumble. We're looking at uh, a couple of other video alternatives in order to keep the show um, to keep the show uh, relevant and to keep the show out there and to for our listeners and our, our viewers to to continue watching and listening to the show. We have the stream, so you can always listen to the show on the stream. And we air on uh, Facebook, on Twitch, on a bunch of other uh, networks. Uh, you could always catch us on any of those networks. But we will no longer appear on YouTube, not YouTube Live, and not um, not with uh, YouTube uh, and uh, as a recorded show that we're not doing anymore. So we've decided to boycott YouTube. We've boycotted Twitter a while ago, but I think the show still airs on Twitter. But we boycotted Twitter a while ago. And uh, now we're going to boycott YouTube. Pretty soon, we're not going <laughs> to—we're not going to be using social media. It's crazy, and and it just goes to show, and this all just goes to show that the concept—I mean, there was always a concept uh, when I was growing up, and throughout my entire life, the concept of freedom of speech has been paramount in my life. I've always relied on the concept of freedom of speech to be able to be an activist, to be able to be a talk show host, to be able to express my opinion in, in the ways that I feel it is important to express. There are opinions that I express that are not very, um, not very accepted by the communities I express them in. There, there are opinions that are controversial. There are opinions that, uh, that, that counter, let's say, public opinion or, 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 or the wide-held opinion of different communities. And, and I always thought that it was important to be able to express those opinions, that it was always, it was essentially important to be able to talk and speak your mind and discuss it. And that's why I always do the show live and I always offer the opportunity for you to call in. And, and the reason I do that is because I know if I express an opinion you disagree with, I don't want to be the, um, the guy who's the dictator. This is my opinion and my opinion is the only opinion that counts. I want you to be able to call in. I want you to be able to discuss it with me. And, you know, call-ins, callers have sometimes changed my mind. So sometimes I've expressed an opinion on something and callers have changed my mind on it. And that's perfectly okay because we are allowed to change our minds because we live in a free and democratic society. We don't have, we're not living under communism, not yet at least. We're not living under a, a dictatorial regime. And so the freedom of expression and the freedom of rights and the rights to talk and speak your mind... Uh, should be paramount. These should these should be inherent rights. These should be rights that we have at birth and continue on throughout our lives. And by allowing these tech companies to control the message, by allowing these tech companies to control the speech, what we are doing is we are turning ourselves into robots. Now, some of you might say, Howie, what the heck are you talking about? We're turning ourselves into robots? What are you, crazy? But if you think about it, a robot is not allowed and cannot do anything that contradicts what their creator and what their programmer programs them to do. Robots don't have uh, intellect. They don't have anything. They, they, they just follow the, the code. So this is the coding. This is the, uh, this is the script I wrote for the robot. That is the script the robot follows. And so what, what the tech companies and what the, what the woke left is trying to do is they are trying to form a robotic thinking. So robotic thinking is uh, 
and, and I've been saying this for years, by the way, before, before wokeness became a big thing. I've been saying this for a long, long time. The left, I'm not talking about liberals, I'm talking about lefties. The left, their entire existence is predicated on the concept of my opinion is correct. You have a right to your opinion, but it better be the same opinion as my opinion. If it is not the same opinion as my opinion, you cannot speak. And that has been the lefty, not the liberal, the lefty opinion and point of view for, for years now. I mean, we've let them get away with it for so long, for, for so many years. And it's wrong. And we should not allow it to happen. And we should be fighting against it every step of the way. I don't have, I don't have the financial resources at True Talk Radio. We make no money. I don't have the financial resources at True Talk Radio to challenge YouTube to put my video back on the air. But I know that people like Dennis Prager did do that. I know that uh, people like uh, Stephen Crowder did do that. And I'm glad that they have the backing to be able to do that. If I had the backing, I'd do it too. But we don't have the funding. We don't make money. Uh, so we, we come onto the air and we try to, um, to express our opinions in the best way possible. As articulate as we can. As informed as we can. But to say that we're spreading medical misinformation because we're questioning why masks are mandatory when everybody is telling us that masks don't work, that masks are pointless, that the uh, that masks are just a placebo, they're just they're just there to for people to feel like they're doing something. By asking that question, we're thrown off YouTube. Really, how does that happen? And why why do we sit back idly and allow that to happen? Now, I know I, I have a few friends who have been demonetized on YouTube. I have a few friends who have been uh, who have been almost almost erased off of Google because they've asked questions regarding COVID. So I have a few questions about COVID that I want to ask right now. You could call in. Number to call, one 669 1292 That's the number to call, one 669 1292 As I turn my uh, my phone ringer off. Um I, uh, I, I believe, I believe strongly that we have to, um, that we have to stand up. I believe strongly that we have to stand up to medical misinformation. Now, YouTube wants to talk about medical misinformation. Let's stand up to medical misinformation. The idea that we have, uh, that, that COVID is more dangerous than any other disease is, is ludicrous. It is not more dangerous than any other disease. Yes, it was an epidemic. Yes, it killed a lot of people. There's no question about that. But there are other diseases, and there's other, there's other diseases that hit people every year that kill more people than COVID kills. Simple as that. Now, was it contagious? Yes. Did it need to be taken care of? 100%. Did I follow the government guidelines? I did. I followed every single government guideline. I did. I was very good COVID, uh, you know, COVID uh, person. I, I was very good at uh, at following the COVID guidelines. Did I question why COVID was being treated the way it was treated? Yeah, hundred percent, I did. Did I question why we had to wear masks after we're vaccinated? Yes. Did I question why we had to wear masks when we're six feet apart from each other? Yes. Did I question why some people, have, you know, were forcing us to wear masks outside? Of course, I questioned that. 
I've lost a lot of friends over the course of COVID. A lot of people stopped talking to me. And they stopped talking to me because I was questioning these things. And they were saying, Howie, you're crazy. You're a, you're, you're a uh, conspiracy theorist, they called me. But am I really? Is it really a conspiracy theory to ask questions? To try to understand why things are happening the way they're happening? To try to understand why the medical establishment teamed up with the political establishment to control the society? Why there were lockdowns when it was obvious that lockdowns didn't work? Is that conspiracy? It's possible. It might be. I don't know. I don't think it is. But, I mean, some people might consider it conspiracy because some people say don't question the government ever. I don't subscribe to that. I'm sorry. I just don't. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. Feel free to call in one 669 1292. That's 1 669 1292. We're going to take a, uh, a couple of minute break. I have to fix a technical problem here. We'll take a few minutes uh, to fix this problem. We'll be back just after this. It's the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we fixed the technical problem we had, and uh, things, are, things are much better now. Thank you so much. Uh, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk a little bit about censorship uh, and my opinions on censorship. I, I really don't believe that there should be any censorship. I really don't think, and and I've held this this opinion for the duration of my of my life. I don't believe that we should um, that we should stop people from expressing their point of view, regardless how repulsive their point of view is. I've never shied away from having people on the show who disagree with me. Those long-term listeners, long-time listeners of the show, know that uh, I've always had people who are diametrically opposed to me politically, that have re- religiously opposed to me, that are opposed to me in, in all sorts of different ways. That, 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 and I don't do that. I don't bring those people onto the show because I think it makes better radio and it's going to give me great ratings because uh, that's, that's not really relevant to me. What is relevant to me and what I really care about is having a discussion where everybody's point of view could get out there and we could discuss the point of views. We could have a debate. We could have a, we could have a discussion. We could, we could talk about it. Now, we don't have to fight about it. We could talk about it. You know, for years I had uh, guys like A.B. Weisfeld who came onto the show and we were friends. So he would come onto the show. He would be diametrically opposed to anything I said on the show. And he would, he would argue the exact opposite. And then we'd go for coffee together. Sheldon Freed, who's on the show regularly, he, he, he doesn't agree with me politically. We have uh, arguments on the show. We go out, for, we, we go out afterwards. We, we go out to need something. Or we go out and drink something. Uh, Itai Azrad was on the show for years. And he, he was diametrically opposed to anything I had to say on the show. We did this, and I did this, and I designed the show this way in order to uh, encourage people to take an opposite point of view. It is very boring to me and to anyone listening, I'm sure you'll agree, it is very boring to hear me rant for two hours. It's extremely boring. It's extremely boring for me and for everybody else to not have an intellectual discussion. It, it is important to have an intellectual discussion, and I find it really boring not to have an intellectual discussion. Not to be able to discuss an opinion, to be afraid to talk about a subject because YouTube or Facebook or, or somebody is, is not going to like it. 
I stopped working for commercial radio because of that. Because I didn't want to be told what I can and cannot say. And I will continue to not work for commercial radio and continue to do this show online on True Talk Radio, a network that I control, so it's not a big deal for me to say what I want to say. And I will continue to express my opinions in the way that I have to express my opinions. Now, if there is nowhere for me to air the show, if I can't air it on YouTube, which we're not airing on YouTube anymore, if Facebook stops us from posting the show on Facebook, what I will start, what I will do is I will post the show on TrueTalkRadio.com. Uh, right now, the YouTube channel is posted there, but I'll start posting the videos on TrueTalkRadio.com. The audio is already uh, is already podcasted. You can pick it up uh, uh, from your favorite podcast supplier. You could. Uh, you could listen to it on your uh, on your smart home device by just telling Google or Amazon to uh, to play the Howie Silberger show, and I'll just broadcast that way. They're not going to shut me up. I am not going to stop talking. I am not going to start uh, start censoring what I'm going to say because YouTube, Facebook doesn't like it. I really don't care. I didn't like it when Fe- I didn't care when Federation didn't like what I had to say. I didn't care when. When, when, when the Hasidic community didn't like what I had to say. I didn't care when the secular community didn't like what I had to say. I didn't care when the conservative community didn't like what I had to say. And I damn well don't care if the tech community doesn't like what I have to say. And if they think that they could flex their muscles and they think they could uh, shut me up, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen now. It's not going to ever happen. I will continue talking and I will continue expressing my opinions. I will continue to invite you to call in to express your opinion at the number one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I'm so confident about this that I will even pay for the call. But I invite you to call in and I invite you to join me on the air in expressing your opinion. I am outraged that YouTube deleted my show. I am outraged that YouTube said that I had violated some policy about medical misinformation when he expressed an opinion on something. And didn't put it off as fact or didn't tell people what to do. I, I'm not in the habit of telling people how to live their lives or giving people medical expenses. Uh, medical uh, medical uh, advice. I'm not in the habit of doing that. So I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where to go from here. I'm not sure what the, um, what, what the next step is going to be. So what I am sure of is that we will continue doing the show. What I am sure of is that uh, that uh, I will find a way to post the uh, the the video episodes of the show uh, on on a different on a different streaming network, and uh, I will publicize it so everybody knows where if you missed the show where you could go and listen to the show or watch the show, and I will ensure that uh, that this show will continue to offer the opinions and 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 the ideas and the um, and the and the and the point of view that the listenership of the show has come become accustomed to hearing that we will not shy away that we will not back off and that we will not bow to the pressures and cave to the pressures of big tech it's not going to happen and uh, i i will repeat it again and again and again they could take me off every platform they could remove the show from every single platform out there and we will continue producing the show, and we will find a way to get it to you. Simple as that. And, and that is my pledge to you. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making that statement right now. We are not going. To, we are not going away. And we are not going away because I think that the information, I think that the, uh, the ideas that we express on the show, 
as in all the shows that I do, I wouldn't do the shows if I didn't think they were important. I wouldn't do the shows if I didn't think that the ideas needed to be expressed. And I wouldn't do the show if I thought that the ideas that I express on the shows and the questions I ask on the show are being asked by anybody else. And so this is why I continue to do the Howie Silberger Show. And this is why I will continue to do the Howie Silberger Show for as long as I am physically able to do it. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Now, I have to take a stand against something that uh, a lot of people have told me they think is a great idea, and that is the uh, COVID lottery that the Quebec government has uh, has instituted. Now, the Quebec, now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the, uh, the government of Quebec, along with a lot of other governments uh, across North America, have decided to have a lottery for people who are vaccinated. They decided that that's the best thing to do, that people put their name into a hat and they win prizes for getting vaccinated. Now, if YouTube wants to say that I was <laughs> doing uh, medical misinformation, this is even bigger problem for me. The fact that we're bribing people to get vaccinated. Let me let me tell you why a lot of people aren't being vaccinated. Let's let's be honest. And and I know a lot of people are afraid to be honest, afraid to talk about this topic and afraid to be honest. Why are a lot of people not getting vaccinated? It has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do with uh, the efficacy of the vaccine. It has nothing to do with conspiracy theories and tinfoil hats. The simple matter is the simple fact of the matter is that the uh, that a lot of people are not getting vaccinated because they feel that the crisis is over. Simple. People I've spoken to who have not been vaccinated have told me that they think that COVID is over. It's over. The people who died from COVID died from COVID. The people who are going to die from COVID have already died. The people who get COVID now are not getting overly sick. That's, that's, that's the argument they make. And therefore, they feel that the pandemic is over. And if it's over, what's the point in getting a vaccine? Now, I'm not saying I agree with that opinion. I probably don't agree with that opinion. Uh, I, I myself got vaccinated twice. I, I'm double vaxxed. And I encourage everyone to go and get vaccinated. Simply because I believe that if there's a 1% chance that being vaccinated will eradicate this disease and will not spread it to other people and will not get other people sick. And some people who get sick from COVID die from COVID. So if, if you have that 1% chance of saving a life, why would you give up that chance? If the vaccine stops you from spreading it and you will not spread it to somebody who's vulnerable, why would you take the chance of trying to of killing someone? I would never want that on my head. I would never want to uh, to think that perhaps my actions led to the death of a family member or a friend or, or, or somebody or a stranger. So I would never, ever, ever want that. So the second I had the opportunity to get vaccinated, the second it opened up for, um, for me, I, I took the opportunity and I ran down and I got myself vaccinated. And I did so even though it is an experimental treatment, even though that the, there, haven't been, uh, there haven't been that many tests on them, even though that uh, it's now only for emergency use, it's irrelevant to me. Now, some people yelled at me, Howie, how could you go and do that? Now they put a microchip in your body, they're tracking everything, you, everything you're doing. 
And, and I, I think those people are nuts. I think that's a, that's a crazy conspiracy. And uh, I, I think anybody who subscribes to that is, is a moron. And I'll, I'll be straight about that. I think you're moronic if you believe that they put implanted chips into your body and they're tracking everything you're going to do. First of all, you're not that important. Nobody cares about you. And second of all, if you carry one of these things around, they're tracking you anyway. So, so what's the difference? If I carry a cell phone around, Google sends me, this is a Google phone, Google sends me every month, they send me a, uh, a list of every location I visited every month, all month, how much time it took me to get from one place to another, how much time I spent in every place. And, uh, and if I scroll through Google, like Google reviews, where you could review different places, they show me a list of every business that I visited in the last three weeks. So I'm being tracked by this thing. This thing is tracking me. So if that thing is tracking me, then why, uh, why am I worried about a microchip that they're putting on my body? Which they're not. But even if they were putting a microchip, even assuming that this, the, the nutcase theory is true, why would I care about it? The cell phone tracks me everywhere I go. So why would they need an extra tracker on me? Everybody carries around a cell phone. Why would they need an extra tracker? What are they doing? Uh, is this biological warfare? Are they trying to control you through uh, through microchips? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the stupid conspiracy theory is. It doesn't make any sense to me. So those conspiracy theories are dumb. And and if you buy into the conspiracy theories, I mean, the fear mongering that's happened for COVID is absolutely insane. People are crazy, and so the fear mongering is insane. And people believe everything that they read, everything they hear, everything that they write. Everything that's written about COVID, don't believe anything. Really. You can't believe the media. The media has an ulterior motive. And let's be honest, the, uh, the ulterior motive of the media is to sell, to sell papers and to get eyeballs onto their television shows. That's what the media exists for. They want more watchers, viewers, readers. That's what they want. And so the media has an ulterior motive to keep your eyes there. And so all the fear-mongering they do leads to more eyeballs. Simple as that. What is the latest outrage? What is the next outrage? What, uh, what is the next danger? The Delta variant, the this variant, the that variant. The government has an ulterior motive. The government likes being in control. They like controlling your life. And once you give up your civil liberties to a government, it is very hard to reclaim your civil liberties. And we have all given up our civil liberties to the government. We have all we have all decided to um, we we have all decided to to give up our, uh, our 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 rights, our rights, our freedom of speech. We've given up our rights to uh, to assemble. We've given up our rights for freedom of movement. We've given up our rights to the government in the name of safety. Now, I believe I strongly believe that the decision to give up our rights was the correct decision, that we did the correct thing. When people were dying, and many, many, many people were dying of COVID, the idea that we gave up some of our rights to save lives made sense to me. When we finally got COVID under control, and it's relatively under control now, when you, when you think about a, uh, a state that has uh, 30 million people living in it, or a province with 10 million or 20 million people living in it, there's only 200 cases in the entire province, that's pretty much under control. And so when you, um, when you think about 
when you think about the control that we gave the government, you can't stay home, you've got to close your business, you can't go to school, you can't go to work, you can't, you can't go out after 8 o'clock at night. You think about that control that we gave the government. Now the government had us as puppets. They were able to control every aspect of our lives. And by being able to control every aspect of our lives, the government realized that now they're playing God. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever played these games. They're very addictive. Have you ever played any simulation games? They're very addictive. Why are they addictive? Because you're playing God. And the simulation games have, uh, have, have these characters that seem real. And, and then they're moving around and they're, they're living their lives in the simulation. And you're playing God. And that's why these games become addictive. Because human nature uh, dictates that you, know, that, that you want to be the supreme being. You want to be the boss. You always want to be the guy in charge. And so by being the guy in charge, by being the boss, you get to control the lives of these little simulation people in, in these simulation games. Imagine you could play that kind of simulation in real life. And that's what the governments have been doing. That's what uh, most governments have been doing since the beginning of COVID. They've been playing simulation games in real life. We're going to close businesses down. We're going to close down, uh, down the entire country. We're going to close the border. We're going to send people home. People are going to have to sit in their homes and not do anything. And then we're going to see what kind of what, what kind of result we get. We're going to wait two weeks. Oh, two weeks later, oh, the cases are up. Why would the cases be up if you're all sitting at home? Who's spreading it to who if you're all sitting at home? That virus should have died, but it didn't die. We're going to close restaurants. We're going to open restaurants. We're going to close gyms. We're going to open gyms. We're going to play with people's lives until people go bankrupt, until people die, until people kill themselves. And... I hate to bring it up, but you have no idea how many people killed themselves during the COVID pandemic for various reasons. I hate talking about suicide, but but it's true. Government policy has led to people committing suicide. It is sad, but it's true. So the government kind of got used to and kind of liked controlling your lives. They kind of like being able to tell you if you could go to work, if you can't go to work, if you get paid, if you're paying your bills, if you're not paying your bills. They, 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 they kind of like that. If you're eating this week, if you're not eating this week, the government loved having that kind of control. Then the pandemic started waning and finally, finally, COVID pretty much died. Then what happened? The government said, hey, wait a second. We have to wait now and see if there's an uptick. We have to wait for a second wave, a third wave, a fourth wave. A fifth wave, a sixth wave, a seventh wave. We gotta wait and see if we have another wave. We have we can't let you go, we can't let you free, we can't we can't free you up. You gotta wait, you gotta see, we gotta see, we gotta wait, we gotta wait, we gotta see. And that's what we've been in. We've been in an endless loop of waiting and seeing and seeing and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and seeing. And at the end of the day, the only people that end up losing in this whole thing, the only people that end up hurting in this whole thing, it's not the government, they're getting paid every week. It's the average Joe who's working who doesn't get a salary. If you were working in, in retail or you were working in a restaurant and the government shut down your industry because uh, for whatever reason they decided to shut down the industry, apparently it was, it was okay to go and buy weed and okay to go and buy liquor, but it wasn't okay to go and, uh, and, and, and buy clothing. I, I don't get the difference, but whatever, well... We'll leave it to the government. I mean, logic doesn't really work in this whole thing anyway, so we'll kind of leave it to, we'll leave it to that. But uh, if you worked in the, uh, in the industries, 
that the government decided weren't important enough, they weren't taxed enough, they, they, they weren't controlled by the government, they weren't run by the government, the government wasn't making any profit from them. So if you worked in any of those industries, you were S out of luck. And being S out of luck meant that you got to starve. Congratulations, you got no more salary. So what did the government do? Canadian government decided, oh, let's give a stimulus check. Let's, let's send uh, stimulus. And so they created these programs where people get paid to sit at home. And people started to like being paid to sit at home. And then the government decided to open up these industries, but suddenly all the workers that were working in these places and were making minimum wage or just over minimum wage working in these stores were making way more than that just sitting at home. So they decided not to go back to work. So all these industries opened and had no workers and had to close. And so the big ball of of lies, the big ball of corruption, and the big ball of uh, uh, socialist uh, socialist spending led to the collapse of the of the free market society. Look around, look around your neighborhood. I don't know where you live, but look around your neighborhood. How many big stores have closed? Walk through a shopping mall. How many stores have closed? How many restaurants in your neighborhood have gone out of business? How many of your friends, family, neighbors are unemployed? I'm sure it's a lot. I'm sure it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole lot. And how many people that you speak to now are still scared, are still sitting at home, still won't go out, still won't go into public, still won't go shopping, still wear triple masks when they're walking outside, still wear triple masks when they're driving alone in their car? It is sad. The mental damage that the government has caused people with COVID will take years and years and years to undo if it's ever undone. People, even after COVID disappears, and it's pretty much gone, but even after it disappears and vanishes forever, you will still have people wearing masks. You will still have people uh, not wanting to greet anybody, not wanting to get anywhere near anybody, running away, afraid, petrified, crazily, absurdly, because the media and the government did a number on their brains. You can't even blame these people. You can't call these people crazy. Uh, at one point, I was saying, wow, these people are really nuts. These people who think that uh, that because I touched a, a doorknob and you're touching a doorknob, you're going to get COVID. These people are nuts because that's not the way it works. That's not how COVID is spread. And I, I used to tell people, hey, why don't you, why don't you read something? Why don't you, uh, why don't you study up on it? Why don't you learn what you're talking about? It's easy for you to... Uh, to, to be crazy then I realized it's easy for you to be scared but why don't you um, why don't you actually look it up and, and, and understand what you're talking about and then I realized that these people don't want to look it up it's not it's not a case of it's not a case of wanting to be educated it's a case of listening to the news watching and believing everything you read I remember there was a, a person I knew who uh, there is a person I know who, uh, who was wearing a regular mask like one of those regular, you know, cloth masks. And then there was an article in the local newspaper which stated that maybe wearing double masks under your cloth mask, so two masks under a cloth mask, would be a better procedure, said some epi- some, some, some doctor somewhere in the world. Said that maybe, just maybe, it might help. And the next time I saw this person, they were wearing a double mask under their cloth mask. 
Because people were scared and people were doing whatever they had to do. You know, when history looks back at us and looks back at this time period, the people in history are going to laugh at us. They're going to laugh. They're going to cry about the people who died because this, this epidemic killed millions of people. But they're going to laugh at the rest of us. They're going to laugh at the fact that that, that months after the, uh, after the main virus, after the efficacy of the virus has, has died down, and that the majority of the people who are getting the virus uh, are, are not having any ill effects, and that 70, 65 or 67% of the population is vaccinated, and we still have lockdowns, and we still have restrictions, and we still have to wear masks, and they're still telling us, even after you're vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. When we get to, when we get to that point, when we get to that point, you have to ask the question, uh, how far do we go with this? How how long do we continue playing this game until we finally say enough is enough? How long do we finally finally we say, hey, come on, we want to get back to normal life? Now I know some of you disagree with me. I know, you know last uh, last show, the show that was taken off YouTube, there were people who were screaming at me in the comments. They were yelling at me, "Howie, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You're wrong." And it's possible. I could be wrong. But once again, I'm expressing my opinion. And if you feel I'm wrong, and, and you might, that's that's possible. I, I, I don't put it past anyone to feel that I'm wrong. You could feel free to call in right now at one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. We could talk about how wrong I am or how right I am. And uh, you can make your point of view heard or your point of view heard. So I invite you to call in one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I would like to see things getting back to normal. I would like to see masks disappearing. I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see people starting to interact and starting to uh, to to reintegrate into society. I'd like to see government backing off from our personal lives, and I'd like to see the uh, the idea of freedom of speech, and the idea that people have the right to expression, right to opinion, right to uh, right to uh, to speak their minds. Back on the table. I'd like to see that return. I'd like to see a triumphant return of that. I'd like to believe that at one point or another, as human beings, we recognize the fact that we could disagree and still be friends. I, I would love to see that, but I know it's not going to happen. You see, it's, I know it's wishful dreaming, but I'd love to see it. I, I really would love to, 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 to experience that again. I'd love to go back to normal, to go back to the way things used to be. It wasn't great. And we had a lot of other things to talk about other than COVID. We, we, we were able to talk about uh, a, a lot, whole gamut of different things. Uh, you know, we were able to make fun of the woke people and, and, and not risk being thrown off YouTube or being, uh, being stoned to death. We were able to uh, talk about uh, ISIS and, uh, and, the, and the Islamic wars. We were able to talk about uh, the Arab-Israel conflict. We were able to talk about uh, the, the conflict in, in Afghanistan, the American government. And now, you know, you talk about any of these things and it just seems that it's, 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 it's one of those, uh, you, you talk about them and then people come after you and they start insulting you and they start coming after you and they start, they start really, really, really attacking you. And I've noticed in the last, uh, in the last six months, eight months, that it's gotten a lot worse. As people were sitting home with, with you know, COVID fears and not going out, they were listening to more shows. They were they were listening more um, more attentively to to what I was talking about and to what we were saying here on the show. And at the end of the uh, at the end of the hour, 
I would get private messages screaming at me and yelling at me and, uh, and insulting me and telling me how wrong I was or telling me how much of an idiot I am or, or just telling me, telling me off. And I, I started to wonder, why am I getting more now than I've ever gotten before? And then it hit me that people are sitting at home and they're watching and they're listening. And I appreciate every comment, really. And I answer most comments. Uh, 99% of the comments that are sent to me, I respond to. 99% of them. But at the end of the day, when we get to the end of the day, we have to realize that we've been duped, that the government has pulled a fast one on us, and that we have... Um, and that we have to take our rights back. We have to take them back from the government. Things that we have given up, we have to grab back. We can't just wait for them to give them back to us because they never will. There will always be another variant. There will always be another danger. There will always be another fear that they're going to push into our brains. And as long as the fear exists, as long as they, you're scared of something, as long as they tell you that there's a danger that's going to kill you, you will never get your freedoms back. And that is the truth of the matter. I can't be any more clearer than that. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even express myself any more than that. So I encourage you, I encourage you to take a look and see what you could do to gain your freedoms back. Even every little thing counts. Try to start getting your life back. Try to start living life the way you lived life before the COVID scare. And try to... Um, and, and try and try to realize that, uh, that you know, try to realize the reality. Look around. Life is beautiful. So YouTube, who doesn't want to air, who 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 took our show off the uh, the air last week, they 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 removed our show. YouTube will not see another Howie Silberger show or any other show produced by True Talk Radio. We're we're not going to post on YouTube anymore. Check out the Howie Silberger Show page on Facebook. And uh, as soon as I have something set up on another network, I will let you know and we will start posting there. Uh, you, could, uh, you could always get in touch with me by emailing me, howie at truetalkradio.com. You can send me a message on Facebook through the Howie Silberger Show page on Facebook. You could join the Howie Silberger Show group on Facebook where we discuss politics and a whole lot more. And, of course, you could join me on Tuesdays for Political Hitman. Well, it's actually Wednesdays. It's Tuesday at midnight going into Wednesday. So it's Wednesday at midnight. Tuesday, 11.59 p.m. turns to 12 p.m. At 12 p.m. we start. That is Political Hitman, and that is aired here on truetalkradio.com, on the True Talk Radio Network, and on israelnewstalkradio.com. It is actually a show produced by Israel News Talk Radio, and, uh, and, um, but I produce it from here, from the, uh, from the True Talk Radio studios. And... Uh, and it is a fun show, so you could join me on Political Hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. Well, that's it for me. I, I want to thank you for tuning in, and I will see you again on Tuesday with Political Hitman right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We'll see you then. <laughs>